the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the LinkedIn Rockstars! It's time to rock the world with LinkedIn. I'm Lori Rockwell, LinkedIn Diva, your host for today. And I have been interviewing a lot of folks who are going to be speaking with me at Amplify. Look at attendamplify.com. You are going to find some amazing talent there, um, not only on stage, but in the audience and people who are very involved in the employee advocacy space and in building community. So today we've got Sharon McIntosh, who is president of and then and her Twitter handle is at Macintoshes. Now what's really funny is before um, we started recording today, I started to ask her what that meant um, after I confirmed the spelling, which I knew because I had her her name right in front of me. And um and so it was kinda that was kinda funny and we got a nice chuckle out of that, didn't we, Sharon? We did. <laughs> That was fun. And that's always a nice way to start because then you're relaxed and it's like, okay, all the tension's gone and this is going to be a great call. It's always good to have the conversation. Definitely. So tell us a little bit about your background. What is And Then? Sure. Um, And Then Communications is my new business that I started last year. Previously, I was uh, Vice President of Global Internal Communications at PepsiCo. I was there for about 10 years, and as part of that uh, job, one of the, the, probably the best part of my job was working with my team to develop an employee advocacy program, which we called an ambassador program, and now I am having uh, the joy of being able to do that for other companies and helping other companies in employee engagement and developing their own employee ambassador programs. Very cool. So you're speaking at Amplify, um, which is all based around Gagalamp and employee advocacy and, um, and and the tools that they use, but not just the tools that we're using, but what we're doing, which I think is really cool. So how did you find Gagalamp? So when I was at PepsiCo, we had a corporate reputation program, and as part of that, it was looking at all the audiences that we needed to understand and influence to, to have a better understanding of who PepsiCo was and that it was this full breadth of brands. And one of the realizations of that was that employees, and I think more companies today are starting to realize this than ever before, are a huge influencer. They're, they have um, amazing reach. They are according to Edelman Trust Barometer, one of the most trusted audiences who can talk externally. And as part of that, we 
developed this employee ambassador program and Gagalamp was sort of an extension that we realized, gosh, wouldn't it be great to have a tool that we could take messages that the company had already been developing and allow employees to safely share those and help amplify their reach just easily, make it easy for them, make it easy for us and abide by all of the social media policies. So it made, you know, the company leaders comfortable with it and was just a huge ability to, to really kind of take it to the next level. Nice. Very nice. You know, I, I, I think it's really cool to have been involved in the social media industry before it was called social media to watch it be an infant and get named and, and develop and, and progress. And it seems to be maturing and, and, um, more so even than seems to be. It is maturing and it's really maturing into a, um, an environment and an industry around not just communications, but kind of seems to be bringing the whole person back together again. You know, there was advertising and marketing and sales. And now, in order to be really successful, you have to do those all really well. And you have to connect with people on a human level, even if you're a brand. So how does that employee advocacy impact the brand being able to connect with their consumers or their stakeholders? Now, and I love the point that you're making because I I think, for, for me, it all starts with storytelling and that companies have these amazing stories to tell. And I agree with you that I think this sort of, you know, this line between internal and internal communications, external communications and marketing is really starting to blend. And it's that we know that these companies have these great stories that they need to get out. And these three departments that probably were operating very separately need to start working together in probably ways they haven't worked together before to help get these stories out. And again, employees are one of the best ways, the best ways to get out these messages. Right, right. Even if the employees aren't in sales or marketing or, or one of those traditional departments, what are some of the experiences that you've had where seemingly least likely um, or un- the unusual suspects um, are, are finding success in social on behalf of their employer? Well, you know, it's it's interesting going back to the Edelman Trust Barometer. If you look at kind of the, you know, the most trusted audiences, employees are out there at the top, but also are experts. So when you think about who the experts are and getting them to speak, sometimes they're, you know, they're right on the front line. And I think that's what's kind of turning things on on its head around this this uh, employee advocacy piece as well, is that it's not always your, you know, senior vice president, your CEO, who has the most credibility to speak on that topic. It's the person who's closest to making that product who could be on the front line and, and be speaking very knowledgeably about it. And then, you know, training them, which I think is a critical part of this, um, because if they have the passion for the brand and what they do, that's just tapping into that. So just train them so that they understand what the guidelines are, making sure that they're abiding by the social media policy that the, you know, the company has, but then equipping them, trusting them, and, and letting them talk uh, about you know, just letting that passion through. Is there any kind of special training that you did at PepsiCo or that you do for your clients now to kind of get employees prepared for, you know, what what they're going to find out there, what the environment is like? I mean, they're probably 
involved in social media on a personal level. Yeah, because you know the the one thing I always yeah, this this can be scary for employ you know for employers to be thinking about oh my gosh we're going to be equipping our our employees to talk but you know the first question I I ask is given this day and age we're in your employees probably are already talking about your company and if you think about a Facebook page or your LinkedIn page we we know who you are we know who you work for so that's kind of mm-hmm. out there already. Um, but the training piece is critical. So I always have people make sure that they're looking at their social, make sure they have a social media policy, number one, make sure that they're looking and keeping that policy updated and then looking at kind of those main tenets of the policy, usually things like, you know, making sure you're identifying yourself as an employee um, right. and that they know kind of the guidelines that they need to operate in. And the nice thing about Gaggleamp is that, it was taking the the company messages, these messages that have already been approved and you know ready to go go out, and and then handing that off to an employee because our our employee said, hey, make it make it easy for me to share and make it safe. Let make sure that I know I'm doing something that's that's right. So it's very easy to get that uh, to get that message out. But I I believe the training usually frankly, is to make the employee more comfortable because usually they've been trained that they're not company spokespeople. They're not speaking on behalf of the company, but to tell them, hey, you're speaking on behalf of yourself and as an employee and just feel, you know, comfortable to share what's authentic to you. I think that's really key too. We're not asking employees to share every message. It's like what what's really important to you and that you think about who are your friends and family on social media that your friends and family would say, yeah, that's, that's something that would be authentic for, for Lori to share on her social channels. Right. So that's cool, too. I like how Gaglamp has the opportunity to be automated on LinkedIn and Twitter, at least, that you can share everything, or you can have the option of uh, manually sharing and um, and of course manually sharing on some of the other platforms and, and things as well. And I love what um, Glenn is doing. I, first of all, Glenn is such a character. Have you have you met him in person yet? Uh, not in person. It'll be my first time up in Boston. Yes. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So I've been on the phone though, and he's had this gong. You know, <laughs> like, I just heard about the, the gong. gong. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm looking for the gong may come to the uh, to the session, so we'll see. Well, in, I know, right? Remember the gong show, you know, in the 20 years ago or 30 years ago, however long ago it was, and and it was funny because you know you get gonged, and it was bad to get gonged off the gong show, except you know right. unless you wanted to be corny. It, but in in this case, he's being corny, and the gong is a good thing. So when it's somebody that you know is is a friend of Gaggle Amp, or it they're they've made a sale, or something good has happened. Um, they bang that gong, and I'm I'm hoping he brings it because I'm thinking, you know, can you imagine we're on stage, and um, Glenn, <laughs> we say something, and people start tweeting, and Glenn bangs the gong, and and you know, I got gonged on this. <laughs> I, I I think I think that's a must do. We need to make that request yeah. to Glenn. Definitely. Now he's out to town while we're uh, while we're, we're we're having this conversation, so he'll get back in and he'll say what. <laughs> 
just happened. <laughs> but that's the thing. You have to, you know, there it is. You, you got to let your friends and your family and your, you know, everybody get together and talk and they come up with these crazy convoluted ideas, but they make it fun for people. And then other people want to be in that clan too. They want to be at the next Thanksgiving Day party because, you know, it was so much, uh, it was, it was just all that. And, and I think that, um, you know, Gathering Up does make it fun. Um, and easy, although it, it's in all seriousness. But there's other things, too. It's not just um, sharing messages. Have you taken advantage of other um, tools that they've made available, like the surveys or the votes or um, follow company pages? Yeah, we've, you know, the, the, the main piece, the, the one thing I'll say that on the, on the sharing piece that we loved was the feature that people, if they didn't want to share it, they could give us feedback and tell us why. And we adjusted our messages to say, oh, gosh, you know, that might have sounded a little too corporate. Um, So let's think about that again. So it was really nice to get that that feedback as well. And then what was so powerful for uh, for me as a leader, particularly sharing with my senior leadership was the measurement piece to be able to um, go out and talk about, you know, the message reach and the millions was just phenomenal and really has people kind of pick their heads up going, oh my gosh, this is, you know, uh, we had about 3,000 employees, but the power of 3,000 employees getting out messages is, you know, off the charts. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've got one of the largest, if not the largest public gaggle. Um, And again, just that out, you know, the outreach and and sharing and inviting people to come and providing a variety of good content. Um, but the, the reach is just literally unbelievable. And so I have other thought leaders who, with whom I share an audience, um, sharing things to the gaggle because it's, you know, there's a gaggle suggests. So people who are in it can suggest messages, but most of them sound promotional or it's about a particular you know, things that isn't really appropriate to send out to the community to ask them to share. I'll share it, but I can't ask, you know, 180 people to automatically tweet this for you, sorry. Um, but when you have other quality content out there and you're sharing it consistently, sometimes I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, hey, Lori, I was part of this gamble thing, but I just don't see very many messages from you lately. And I'm like, well, you, you shared eight in this last week. And, you know, <laughs> it kind of threw me off a couple of times. Like, well, well, you know, it's not all coming from me. You know, just like the early days of social media, even in the very beginning, people were saying, yeah, you can't share everything. can't be so promotional. That right. was what was even called social media. And and so how much more has it grown since that? So is there is there anything that companies do, like you said, does a message sound too corporate? How do you have a mix of of topics and content that doesn't sound like a constant sales pitch being put out? Um, how do you how do you find that balance? You know, we at PepsiCo we we kind of narrowed down and we we learned you know based on employee feedback you know give us give us a handful of of messages to to kind of choose from, and then you know we looked at it very. Um, you know, with with a lot of intention to say, is this the type of message, you know, thinking about us not as employee communicators, but as employees ourselves, like, is this a message we would share? Is this the type of message right. we would share with our friends and family? 
So when it came around to something like Super Bowl and mm-hmm. um, the ads that are on Super Bowl, that took off like crazy just because it was right. just, you know, something that was easily shared. And PepsiCo is a great example because they have great brands. There's great stories. Um, my argument to my other clients is there's those, there are those same stories inside the company uh, but you, you got to find them, but they're there, right. they're there. So go find those stories and pull those out and then help, help get those messages out because you're right. It can't just be the selling message. It has to be something that your friend or family, if you were sitting at, you know, a dinner table that you would say that if, if it was sounding promotional, you would never say at a cocktail party on Friday night. So it's got to be something that feels right, right. to you. Right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Sharon McIntosh um, and um, this amazing opportunity to meet each other in just a few short weeks at Attend Amplify. So, Brasco, give us some fun music, and let's go thank our sponsor. We'll be right back with Rock the World with LinkedIn. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Rock the World with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, we're back. It's Lori Ruff, your favorite LinkedIn diva, here with Sharon McIntosh, president of Anzen, and she is on Twitter at McIntosh's, that's M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H-S. 
S because there's more than one. And I'm guessing, Sharon, when you get more than one in a room, all fun is to be had. <laughs> yeah, there's one Macintosh is enough. But, yeah, if you have like four <laughs> or five of us, it gets a little crazy. <laughs> How do you handle families get together? Well, we were we were talking just before the break, and and you said that that special emphasis. I think that was perfect timing on go get the stories because they're out there. How do you go get the stories? You know, that's, I mean, I'm trying to run a business here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it is it's not an easy thing to do because I think it's it's a little bit of the two way street. I believe if you go right. find your ambassadors, your ambassadors can help you find those stories. And the question always is, where do you find your ambassadors? I always say those are the folks hiding in plain sight. Um, if you think about who, if you think in sort of the groups you work with, you probably can think about who are the the employees who would be influencers in your group. They're they're often you know highly engaged employees. They're people who are really enthusiastic about what they do. They're connectors. And they'll find it. And a lot of times it's just asking employees for the stories. Um, PepsiCo had some great ones as well as uh, and used to work at, at waste management. Both companies had trucks on the road. And because they mm-hmm. were on the road, there's there's all these, they're, they're in the community, right? There's all these amazing right. stories about them actually saving lives because they're seeing things. They're seeing things on the road and, and they're, they're intervening and helping people while they're, they're out and about. So it's just asking wow. the managers and, and making sure those stories and giving them an avenue to kind of filter, filter up and, and filter through. And once, once you start recognizing those stories, they'll start coming much, much more easily. Right. So somebody hears something and says, hey, you should tell um, and share that. So is it different? Are you are you also, so I haven't talked to you, you know, about your client base now, but are you also helping larger brands now or medium-sized brands? And if so, are there differences in how you um, are approaching this whole new employee advocacy kind of deal? Yeah, both um, both large and small, and uh, the small ones are uh, sometimes more fun because you can you can reach more employees much more easily than than some places like PepsiCo where you have several hundred thousand employees. But um, but they both have incredible potential, and um, yeah, what we're finding is it's sort of the same path, if you will, if you're thinking about starting up an advocacy program. We I, I always recommend some type of research to start so you kind of know mm-hmm. where your employees are, understand kind of where they are in uh, reaching out today on social media, what their comfort level is. Do they know that you have a social media policy? Do they understand it? Um, and really have the research part. Talk to your leaders. Make sure that they understand what you're trying to do and why. Get their feedback. What's their concerns? Uh, really right. listen to that. Try to um, address that because they will have concerns. I almost guarantee you, it's particularly from HR and legal. Um, mm-hmm. But there's there's always an you answer to, to do that. What? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my response. I found you know some of the some of the executives themselves that you wouldn't think are are concerned all of a sudden come raise their hand and say, Hey, hold 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 on a second. You want to. How, what is this? Right. Because it's, it's, it's the people that don't understand social media that think it's a business tool only or that they're only sharing with their Facebook friends. And 
what, well, how are you addressing fears and, and, um, and those kinds of concerns? Are you, you know, standard listening to them, addressing them? Um, yeah, and, and you know, they're probably going to be, yeah, and they're probably going to be a lot of the common concerns. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's the, the trust issue. Um, my, my conversation with legal always mm-hmm. is, Yes, employees are probably out there today. So do you, do you agree that most of your employees are probably out on social media today? Usually I get a yes. And the follow up question is, and wouldn't you rather have a trained versus an untrained employee? And that usually is yes. So, um, we talked about the importance of training. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's that, that's, you know, back to that training almost can answer any any of the of the major concerns and then the the other piece I always recommend is you never just launch one of these things you do a pilot so do a small number of whatever that is to you if it's a couple hundred great if it's 20 great but get just a small group of people that you can try this out with um you'll probably get some really good wins and um you can then use that to say, okay, so now we're going to take it to the next level. But having a pilot, I think, is really critical to to answer some of the the concerns as well. Yeah, definitely. I I, I still sometimes I get people that send me some uh, an email and say, can you share this on social? And I'm looking at it like I'm not quite sure what you want me to share here. <laughs> I'm so but you know, I think that social is the answer to, to everything, and they don't realize you've got to prepare and and have a plan, and and those are the ways that you really find success. And sometimes I can put, you know, magic pull magic out of my hat and make something special happen. But but definitely the pilot and stepping forward carefully because your reputation is on the line here. It, um, it is. So. Okay, so one more one more question, and and I really want you to take this seriously. But but there's a great place that I heard that's right around the corner from Bentley University that has the most delicious margaritas. So I, I need to know, Sharon, are you into margaritas? I'm I'm completely into margaritas, <laughs> especially if oh, it's good. Yeah. So okay, like, are, are they right. flavored <laughs> or yeah? I, I'm not sure, but uh, but a couple of the gentlemen that that we've interviewed um, for the show that are going to be speaking at Amplify went from there, and um, and he's promised there's a great margarita place around the corner, and we're going to go out one night. I was like, you got it. All right, that's the best. You know, people are like, I don't have to go to conferences. I can just read it online. And I'm like, you can't have the experience online. No, you can't that's go right. Hear the gong. You can't have, have the margaritas online. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now I do have coffee meetings on Skype. So I, I have friends all over the world and people who, who reach out to me from, I mean, literally every continent. And I'll have a meeting on Skype and, and I'll share coffee with somebody whenever it's daytime because coffee does not keep me awake. It, it, if anything, it, it no. doesn't do much at all. <laughs> it's like drinking water for me. It just is not enough. So I can have coffee at 2 o'clock in the morning and go to bed and sleep fine. But, um, you know, so I'm on with somebody in Spain for their coffee meeting. But I think, you know, so there's there's a little bit of, of that fun stuff. But definitely, what, what is there somebody or something that you're looking forward to at the conference that you, you saw was going to be happening or speaking or or disgusting you know I have to tell you um I've I've been in communications probably gosh too many years to count but well well over well Mm -hmm. over 20 and just the fact Mm -hmm. that there's two entire days 
dedicated to this whole topic of employee advocacy is just phenomenal to me. And I think this is a huge trend in my internal communications industry. I think that's a huge trend in marketing, and I think it's just at the beginning. So um, it's been wonderful to connect with um, with you and some of the other speakers in advance. That's that's sort of the gift of social media. Um, but I I'm I'm just looking forward to the whole thing. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Now, it is a gift of social media, but it's also a gift of calling up Glenn's marketing guy and, and saying, dude, um, who's who's speaking? Hook me up. I want to interview some people. This is going to be fun. <laughs> it's great. So, and, and the gong. I'm looking forward out. to the gong at the, uh, at the, the gong, session. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. And and meeting you. I think um, it is, you know, I'm, I'm finishing up my MBA classes this year. Um, I graduate in December. And oh, it's really kind of interesting. Thank you. I, I Doing it, like, while you're working is insane. But it's crazy. You've got, you either do it right after college, and you have to learn how to write a graduate paper and all the things that you're learning in the MBA, or you do it when you're insanely busy serving as an executive somewhere and you're trying to get your work done during the week and it's all you can do to get those papers done and you get them done and it's like, you know, nicely, well-researched, all this kind of stuff, beautiful paper, are the comments coming back and you realize it's more about proving what you know and recognizing what you know. And I, I think that's, like you said, the two days on employee advocacy, it's here. It's been happening. It's not something that's coming. It's something that people need to start recognizing or be lost to it. And, and I agree because I think, I think very soon this is going to become a competitive um, issue both ways. I think it's going to be a huge win I'm for companies it. ahead of it, and I think the folks who aren't paying attention are going to be left behind. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, take advantage of your employees, um, and, uh, and of your employees' loyalty and of the love of your company and check out this whole employee advocacy trend. Attend Amplify.com. Come see us. We'll meet you there. I'll give you a hug. I can't speak for Sharon, but I know she'll share a margarita with I'm, you. I'm a hugger. I drink margaritas oh, and yes. I'm a hugger. Oh, All right. We're going to have a picture of Sharon and I hugging. It will be on Instagram afterwards. Check it out. You can find me at Lori Ruff. You can find her at Macintoshes and see Macintoshes with an S because there's more than one of these special people in the world. And Sharon, I'm looking forward to seeing you very soon. I'm really looking forward to meeting you, Lori. Thanks. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.